Now entering Nerdist.com. Foie gras, pulled pork, bok choy, squidding, dining with Doug and Karen. Hey everybody, I forgot how this starts even. <laughs> My name is Doug. Hi. No. Hi. You say I'm Doug Benson. I'm Doug Benson. Hi. And I'm Karen Anderson. Hi. Hi. I say hi. <laughs> oh, I don't say hi. I thought we both said we hi. Both hi. We're both saying hi to the listeners. I know, but I say I'm Karen Anderson. Hi, because that's and my thing. And this is, get, <laughs> I almost <laughs> call it getting Doug with hi. This is dining with <laughs> Doug and Karen. The, I take care of the hi part in advance on this show. And uh, we're back after a long hiatus. Very. A very long one. like April People or don't May. know that's how it's, that's how it's pronounced, hiatus. hiatus. Yeah, people say it wrong it's, all the time. Um, it drives me crazy. It's it makes Indian. makes my skin crawl. I'm just like quietly to myself, it's hiatus. Like if people are sick, talking about it in the elevator. I'm about to go on my hiatus. I'm just like, oh, oh, God, hiatus, hiatus. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I also, I also need to mention that we're going to eat. <laughs> See, I always try to scare her with that, and it works every time after all these episodes. I almost put my fingers together. How many like, do you think we've made of these? Like 40 maybe? Yeah, and it looks like we're on a roll. 50-ish? We're going to do some more. Yeah, we're going to try to do another one on Monday. Yeah, and I think I'm, and I think I got some other uh, fishies on the hook. Okay. So I call them. All right, we'll talk about that. Uh, but let's meet our guest. Oh my God, I know. He's sitting this here politely I've been waiting to talk. All day. I'm sweating. Really? Well, a big fan? If you heard him sing? You like you like me- handsome men with lovely voices? Yeah. Because then doesn't? this guy is the ticket. <laughs> He's an e ticket, if you will. Uh, Steve Kazee is here. Hi, hi. Yeah, there's only four of us in the room, so there's no re- well, reason clap. to clap, really. I but, appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, but she's so excited. Look well, at her. Yeah, I mean. You know. <laughs> I'm as excited to be I w- here. I wish I'd seen you on, on Broadway, but nice. I did see you at the uh, at the Tony Awards. That was really fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah right? He's an angel. It's, uh, motherfucker your voice. won that shit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Walked right away with it. Took it. <laughs> I was obsessed with that movie. Well, I was as well. Oh, I God. So good. I saw it so many times, It's so good. It's so sad. It's so happy sad. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, consequence of sound that uh, that website they just did a ten year retrospective because it's the ten year anniversary this year of oh, the film yeah. coming out, yeah. and so they interviewed like myself and Glenn and Kristen Milioti who was in the show mm-hmm. and John Carney who directed the original, and so they just put this big huge retrospective of, together about what the film has meant to everybody and how this little piece of art has now become this like global sensation in a lot of ways. Uh, it's a really interesting article. It just came out. So. Yeah, and the stage show like captures the movie, but it is it, it isn't like you know. It's. Uh, I bet you saw it in New York. It's quite an adaptation. It's, they don't just slap the movie up there and then do the songs. No, not at all. It's, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, if you have there's it, actual Broadway. It's cool singing and dancing and stuff. It's uh, interactive. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody went into it with that. Like, we don't want to screw with the movie feeling, and like, let's take really care. Like take great care of this because it's a precious thing so let's don't just slap it on stage and turn it into this you know broadway musical in quotations so i think that sort of like hesitation and reservation that everybody had going in is what ended up making it so right and it nice. also like uh feels too small for broadway if you're just watching the movie and thinking about it as a broadway show yeah that's what i thought but the way the way it's staged and the way, way everything was handled was just it was beautiful you know it's like it's really hard to turn a movie you know, like I saw that Willy Wonka, the latest Willy Wonka uh-huh. musical, and it's rough. Really? Yeah, they just do not capture what was great about the movie. I was looking, uh, you know, looking, you know, 
looking at you looking yet, Bull. Let's see what you're new saying, what you're up to. Now yeah. is the sting right. uh is gonna be adapted. We just watched the sting with the family to oh, show really? our our seventeen year old the sting because it's like so you know. Did he like it? Kids. He loved it. Oh yeah. yeah. Loved it. Wasn't exactly sure. You know, it's like it's one of those movies where you do want to watch it a couple times to see exactly when the turns happen and when what happens. But uh yeah, we loved it. And then I saw you tweeted something about maybe the sting. Was that you? Did you? Yeah, I probably retweeted him saying that he's going to be in it. I asked him who's going to play the Ray Walston role. I was oh, being, that's right. I that's was right. being, you know, silly, yeah, and then he yeah. came back with the actual <laughs> answer. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, you're a filmophile, you so I sort of I yeah. thought maybe you really wanted. I didn't yeah, know if you were like no, I did. You know, well, a serious Ray Walston it's not fan. Something... <laughs> so it's all going to happen. Well, I said Mr. Hand. I called Ray oh, yeah, Walston Mr. Right. Hand. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's definitely happening. Uh, it's going to a little theater called the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey for its out of town tryout um and it's a great group of people it's uh the creative team that was behind you're in town i don't know if you're familiar with that musical uh that's one of the ones that got away from me i've never seen a performance of it oh really but you know everyone raves about it yeah it was incredible um so that's happening in the spring but oh good to tbd on hopefully deep in the spring you know you know because March in New Jersey is still going to be cold as fuck. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sort of <laughs> Doug's thinking of himself. <laughs> well, of course. But also, you know, he's got to keep his voice. It must be weird when you're going out into the harsh cold. It's uh, a weird time, like when you're singing in New York during the winter, because you sort of, you know, you see people with scarves around their neck, mm-hmm. and yeah. you think that's like really kind of what a pretentious an affectation. Yeah. It really helps. Like it does. Keep yeah, your, yeah. People it in the theater, shine. it's automatically like, oh, oh, he's got yes. a scarf because he's yeah. so he's so flamboyant. <laughs> 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 but no, it's it's actually a real thing. So yeah, we yeah, gotta get you got to keep on. that neck warm. I mean, listen, I love Los Angeles. I don't love New York all that much. Because of the weather, yeah. So well, the I, I do is often the dread being there. Biggest drawback that and and the uh, massive crowds, but we have that here too. Yeah. It's just a different. Oh God, we were there. We went on everyone. a vacation for a week. And That's... you went to New York City? Yeah, we went in June, and Ooh. the beginning, oh. the beginning. I thought maybe it would be okay. No. Well, it turns out it's like you turn on the news and it goes, it goes uh, record breaking heat. Oh, and, uh, no, it's been. But then it, but then it cooled off for three days. Oh, totally. that's good. So we had half and half. Yeah, because no, the uh, the East Coast and and New York are. It's just like a guessing game what the weather's going to be. The oh, you know, no uh, matter the time today. of year is not even an indication anymore. They had an eighty degree days in New York in last January. Yeah, like a weird patch of three or four days where it was really warm, like. Who knows what the hell is going on anymore with the weather? Yeah, I used to say you had two great weeks of weather in New York. You have like a week at the end of August, beginning of September, and then you have a week like in March where the weather is perfect. That's it? Yeah, that's (laughs) it. No, that's spring and fall are each one week long. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, We saw saw some good shows, though. We saw what you told me. You said uh, the play that goes wrong. wrong. You like that? I thought I was going to die. We were in. It might play forever because it's so funny and it's not cast contingent. You never stop laughing for the whole time. Oh, nice. It's so funny. You never stop laughing. Yeah, and you don't you think like in the first few minutes, like, well, what? How many things could go wrong? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, isn't that going to get tiresome? That things just no. keep going wrong. But it is amazing how great it is in after terms the, of after the, the thing. I'll tell you the part that got me the most. Uh, I think I, don't I might know what it is, but holy shit, it's really super funny. They but got, uh, my you'll be able to see it someday. He was included yeah. in it. They, oh, he was? Yeah, because they will kind of... Uh, oh, nice. Like once, they'll, uh, they'll get up in there and kind of, you know, it's a little bit... Uh, the house manager of the of the show within the show is, like, just sitting up in one, in one of the boxes. Like, he's exposed. So you see him, like, missing his cues and stuff. Oh, nice. That's really funny. <laughs> like, you were sitting in the mezzanine, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we saw. Uh, no, I mean, no, sorry, the orchestra. No, 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 no. We were in the orchestra. We were up. You were. Yeah. And and I was another the other thing I seats. tell people is no go problem. ahead and get cheap seats Who because uh, up in the balcony it, it's kind of more fun because you have a better view of that guy that I was just talking about and uh, you know you don't have to crane your neck to look up at him and um, you know it's just the show is so uh, I mean that that particular Broadway house is one of the s- really smaller cool. ones I think. Which really one is cool. it in the lyric? Yeah, the lyric. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the ones that's on that weird side. You know. Yeah. No, we went to another smaller one for a musical, the Lyceum, the Lyceum, Lyceum, mm-hmm. Lyceum, and we saw the uh, or the Lyceum. War Paint. Oh yeah, with Patty Lapone, and uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, my mom really wanted to see it, and my kids are. I was like, well, this is a, a musical about makeup in the thirties uh, <laughs> and forties. Yeah, it's also. <laughs> but they loved it. They did. We loved it. Okay, it's it's That's one of good. the last shows. Well, I, I was saying this while I was in New York. There's no such thing as like a Broadway male star anymore. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, you had like guys who were just like the male stars of Broadway, and then you had your Broadway divas. But now you don't really have that anymore. Now it's just like. Patty Lapone, Christine Ebersol, like those women who have been in the business for so long who are just these giant icons Amazing of the business. To watch. So like who's not gonna go watch the two of them yeah. in war paint, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there's just no it's like sort of a throwback, I think, like old totally. school Broadway of like, you know, these uh, you know, Ethel Merman, like these are powerhouse women who can just like tear down a house. Oh. Yeah. So like why yeah, not? Yeah, that show's go gonna be in it. trouble though when they oh, uh, yeah, of bring, have to bring in other actresses when their contracts are up, you know. There was one person who decided to start chit chatting right at the beginning oh. and there was a guy behind me who would not have it. So uh, oh, nice. they start talking, he goes, you know, a real big shh like that. Yeah. I was fine. I thought, oh that's gonna be good because that's really loud. Yeah. And they kept talking and he turns around and he goes, You don't talk at a Broadway musical. <laughs> 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 <And> then, <laughs> I actually said that on stage one night to someone in the audience. <laughs> you did? They were on an iPad. So loud. Oh, in the, man. In, the, in the front That's row. That's the worst. But aren't the ushers great in those theaters usually about I mean, pouncing they, on that shit? Yes, they are, but I think they're getting overwhelmed because yeah. oh, so many people are on too devices. Much technology. And yeah. this poor woman, well, not poor woman. I mean, she was an awful human being. She's like on her, <laughs> on her iPad in the very show. front row right before when your mind's made up. And it's this very emotional moment of the show. And I, I turn around and I look and she's just like scrolling through the iPad and I, I just without even thinking I just went hey <laughs> and she didn't even look up and the guy next to her gave her like a nervous elbow and she looks up at me and then she's like oh and like puts the iPad up I was the worst I mean uh, you know because then you kind of get in trouble from your producers like don't yell at people in the audience but right but it's just the so to take it's out terrible an iPad I know I know it's it's one of the reasons why I haven't done a Broadway show in five years because I don't think the audiences are there anymore they don't care yeah, for the most part. They're yeah. just there because it's like, oh, we're in New York. We got to go see something. You know, there's a very small crowd, I think. Mike Nichols once, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> he once said that, you know, a lot of times you have to realize that some of the audiences of Broadway are the same audiences you get at SeaWorld. Well, know? it's true. Absolutely. They're it's there a, as a tourist, a tourist thing. thing. And, yeah. Yeah, and so they're like, not, they're, you know, they're from different countries with, you know, with sort of different rules and attitudes about things, you know, or, or from New Jersey. And they, uh, you know, everybody behaves differently. And I'll, 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 you know, I'll get in my seat and just listen to, you know, what people are talking about around me. Yeah, you got and the people that too. are talking about how excited they are to see this show or talking about other shows, they're probably going to shut the fuck up. Yeah, for sure. But people are just like, Aunt Gladys <laughs> was on a tear. 
that sort of shit when it's two seconds till the curtain's going up I'm oh, like no. they're gonna finish their fucking story <laughs> yeah. while I'm trying to listen to the <laughs> yeah. overture because they think that's just a uh, part of the show that you can talk during yeah you know, oh. it's it's crazy. I think that's when it was, and, and it's, it's so expensive. Like the seats oh, are so expensive that I'm like, I just want to go. Uh, give me back my, you know, two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, this guy then tells. So then intermission comes, and then he turns to the lady and he goes, because he's going to now say, he got, he kind of goes, look, I'm sorry if I was being a little harsh, you know. And she goes, I wasn't even me. Oh. And he goes, oh, please. And then he tears into her. He goes, oh, please, lady. You've probably been doing this your whole life, and your friends just let you get away with it. You've been rude since day one. And then uh, they shut up. And then it's intermission time. And I see him, and I go, hey, good move. And he goes, uh, oh, I'm scared of shit to sit back down. <laughs> they're going to get so mad at me. Right, because there's such a there's that whole tension that develops perfect. that you don't want. You, oh, want yeah. you, you know, it's supposed to be fun watching a musical. You don't want to be like tense. Or, oh, yeah. Or, or if I it's, loved it. Or if it wasn't it's a, me. Or if it's, there's drama on the, on the stage, it's like frustrating when you're like, you know, worried about some, you know, stupid shit going on in the audience. But uh, like I, I said, though, it, though. I, I find, especially like with the phones, like with people taking their phones out to try to take a picture of the show or record oh the God. show, yeah. I find that uh, they, they pounce on them pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, as if a, they see a general it, they're, they're great about shutting it down. And they're very, they're, they, the, the ushers uh, at a lot of the theaters treat you like, hey, asshole, yeah. you're going to take out your phone, so I'm telling you now, yeah. don't take out your phone. Yeah. It's a real condescending attitude, but I just sort of sit there and go, well, you know what, some of these people probably need, need to be need that condescending. It to. needs to be more like that at the movie. But it's too. before they even know if the people are going to take out their phones. They're they're kind of they are acting like to. listen, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the the uh, the pre show announcements get funnier and funnier. Yeah, you know? they're trying like, especially really hard to get for a comedy. Attention. Yeah, you know, if the show's a comedy, then they usually do a very funny version of don't turn you know turn off your phone. I was trying to remember if Doll's House Part Two, which I just saw there, had a funnier. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think too. it was something to the effect of saying since phones didn't exist in the right. time of this story. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Something you like will that. really ruin this fucking show with your bullshit. Like it was really harshly. Uh, and I had a plastic bag lady next to me during that whole. Oh matinee. my god! And it was like the whatever, whatever she had in the bag, she kept getting something out of it. Like maybe it was grapes or something, but it was just like. Yep. Yeah, every time in the oh, most I, quiet moment of the show, and yeah, I mean, everyone like, come was just on, lady, get your plastic like, spoons and knives together. I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised these days, no, though. But I, they pull like full out, a full meal out of their bag. I, I just saw, I was just watching a movie where someone just managed to make like a rolling, like a continuous paper crinkling noise. And like I turn around and look right in the yeah. woman's eyes. It was like she was fiddling with something, like didn't even know what she was doing. But no acknowledgement you know, to when you looked at her. No acknowledgement, and then I started kind of gr grumbling loudly in my seat, not not turning around looking at her specifically, but like, enough with the crinkling, you know that kind of thing, and uh, you know then eventually it stopped. But I bet you it would have stopped anyway. I, but whatever it was she was doing, she did it. I brought this for as up. long as she needed. To. I brought this up before though, but one time uh, Doug and I went to go see Rudy a long time ago. Oh my god! When it first came out. Yeah, that's. A and then I turned back to the people story. behind. Behind me. <laughs> they were talking, and then they told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> 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 and I left. He stayed in the seats, and I went to the front. Yeah, she moved <laughs> he seats. He goes, how about I you go fuck yourself? I and I was like, all oh, right, I'll just leave. I almost had to knock a guy out at Doug Loves Movies the other night. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. There was a guy... He's a nice enough guy. Like he's came up to me after the show and like continued to like be annoying. But he um, 
reminded me of like the different places and times he's seen my show and that we've met after the show. And so like kind of making it like, Hey, you know, you know me. I, so I'm a comedian too. He said at one point, I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't mean you should talk, just fucking talk the whole time sitting directly behind me, like super, you know how UCB's semi in the round, you know? Yeah three sides so like uh, he's just right behind me with i was another sitting guy. this close to doug Ex- on stage right and the guy was right behind me and he just would not he just had comments about things constantly like at a re- regular conversational tone yeah and i was just i would like turn around and go stop doing that and i said it a few times during the show and he still kept doing it you I held off understand. for quite some time i was actually curious i was like <laughs> i wonder if doug can hear this or you're just in the moment so you don't hear it as well but it was just this constant murmur for the entire thing. And I kept like turning around and looking and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But that yeah. guy, that guy- he's just on the spectrum or something. Before mm-hmm. the show, he was out like bothering people in line and not yeah. bothering people, but he was just like, oh, are you guys here for Doug? Oh, is this the line for, you know, he's just one of those guys that just wants to talk to everybody. And I'm yeah. a very sort of antisocial person. So I was just like, you got the wrong one here, pal. Like not you me. You got the wrong person. You got the wrong guy. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a character. And at one point I was very harshly critical of his speaking while I'm trying to do the show and he still talked a few more times after that but here's what's so funny is I was so focused on that guy and his talking that at one point I dropped one of the <laughs> the buzzers we used during one of the games and Steve is the one who picks it up and hands it to me I don't even make eye contact with him I just say thank you and take take the buzzer didn't even realize it was someone I know <laughs> sitting right there not only giving me the buzzer but also having to put up with uh, the fucking I animals. don't know yeah. I don't <laughs> understand stop it. talking <laughs> Yeah, I know we I have to bring our, our chef in, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. This is how bad phones have gotten. Somebody came into the arc light the other day and put on their flashlight phone to look for their seats. Oh, my God. During the movie. Oh, my God. How far into it? Because that's one of those theaters where they say you're not you're supposed, supposed to, to be able to allow in. That's not a, true. They a, never do that, yeah, by no, the way. Ten minutes. I've seen people walk in there. And 10, the whole time. Yeah, it the used fact. to be like the that. The place went ballistic. Oh, I'm going to say this People on. People started screaming, no. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> How many I people love were that. in the theater? A fair amount. Wow. What yeah. movie was no, it? No, it was crowded. This was, uh, oh gosh, what movie was it? Dunkirk? No, no, it wasn't <laughs> Dunkirk. Although I did just see that. Oh, I loved it so much. Did you? I did like I gotta it. I got to see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I got to see it. What was it? I'll have to think of what movie You'll it was. You'll think of it, it later. It was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Have you seen Girl Trip? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Tiffany hilarious? <laughs> it's, it's like. Is she why it's such a big hit? The whole thing's good. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like one of those, you know, it's a bridesmaid but type of movie. she steals it though, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. She's the Melissa McCarthy character? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she is. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like, you know, you see a lot of the, the ensemble kind of crazy hangover movies and, uh, you know, they're going to either be a good one or a bad, you know. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I laughed. I took Spencer to see it. We saw it at the Highland Theater, which is like Isn't three it dirty? theaters. Isn't there a lot of dirty talk? He's 17. I know, but you're his mother. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen one. <laughs> he sees every, he's such a, such a movie freak. Yeah, I mean, my parents took me to stuff that I, you know, it was kind of weird, but. I want to see I guess I her. was just excited to see something so adult it didn't tri- trip me out. But now when I see something with my mom, it's kind of dirty. I'm just kind of, ugh. Oh, yeah. I don't really enjoy it. <laughs> well, there was one scene that was like, I was like, I'm not going to pretend this isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, who's our chef today? Okay, so we have Amy Christine, and she's the uh, she's the uh, she's a she's a wine. I have to look, I wrote it down because. Okay, great. Get that out, professional I mean, I'm broad- not as good as podcaster. You, I don't see your 
Normally. Oh, I have a present for Steven. Here. Well, that's why I didn't remember exactly how to open the show because I didn't look. She's coming. She's mm. a wine master of wine. She's Ooh. Coming. Master of wine from she owns Holos Bolos Winery in Santa Barbara. Here she is. Oh, I Ooh. forgot. I brought this uh, anti pot. We could have been eating this, but you... I did eat a little of it. No, I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't want to touch anything and before here I was she is, allowed. Amy yeah. Christine no, that's from Holos Bolos. Sorry, we, we talked so long. We got passionate about people in movie theaters and plays that uh, will not shut up. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it got us going. Yeah, they're terrible. Doug, a oh, napkin for you. you. I only we like cloth napkins and um, proper plates. So it's oh, a very humble. These are, these are firsts for this show. I like it. This is very nice. Yeah. Um, I know that the deviled egg is a is a humble food, but I think I tried to make you what I call a perfect one, oh. really simple. And what's really important to me is that it's it's like the little pickling. But I think you should eat it. There's a specific way you should eat a deviled egg. Okay. Like eat the part that with all the good stuff in it, with the yellow and the creamy filling first, and then you sort of get to the end. And I'm just going to sprinkle a touch yeah. of salt. Ooh. Oh. And just a little bit on the end because that never has enough flavor. Ooh. Oh, I Voila. like that idea. Okay. So we eat this part first and then the salt part. That's the way I like to do it. And okay. there's a good, um, like I do it in three bites. Oh, all right. Mm. Okay. And all we're going right, to have um, this with champagne. You should drink champagne with everything. Okay. Always. Yeah. Okay. Always. <laughs> I thought you were going to get real specific about the pairings, but this is champagne because it goes with everything. Uh, champagne, go yeah, absolutely goes with everything. My uh, my husband Ooh. and I are big fans of just uh, champagne and burritos. Whoa. Well, because then you that can is spend. A good combo. Well, you can spend like sixty dollars on a bottle of champagne and then twelve dollars on dinner, so you're still averaging out under a hundred bucks for. Uh, for dinner. Okay. So this is... Oh, champagne is good. Um, a producer called Jay LaSalle. It's proper champagne. Um, it's Premier Cru champagne, meaning it's from one of the best vineyards in Champagne. Mm -hmm. It's rosé, and it's Pinot Noir-based with... Um, mm, look at this. Chardonnay. You guys. Mm, I love it. Cheers. Today's kind Let's of a special it. day. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm going to join in. Yeah, yeah I think you should. Oh, okay, yeah. I ate my deviled egg down there. <laughs> the deviled egg is incredible. The deviled egg is waiting for us, yeah. Cheers, cheers, cheers. And as a southern boy, I know about some deviled eggs. Where That's are you a from? really good deviled egg. I'm from Kentucky originally. I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, nice. I'm from Ashland. Wow. So. Right on. Yeah. And I grew up in Georgia. So, yeah, the southern. That's it's a staple. I grew up on Yeah, on deviled, deviled eggs is a staple. Yeah. It is delicious. I'm a devil egg freak. My mom makes really good ones. These are really, these are amazing. It's I all love about, the I think it's all about the pickles. And there's a little pickled jalapeno that's in with the filling, mm -hmm. too. Doug, do you like spicy? Not really. I didn't think so. <laughs> so I was a little concerned about that. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I like how he eats everything. Other dishes. You, you do. You'll put, any, mm -hmm. you'll put anything in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And you okay. like it, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, the jalapeno part, I'm not, you know. You can taste that. I'm not like completely turned around on it because of it. Mm, but you're, <laughs> you, because I, to can me, I love, I love spice yeah, so yeah. much that there's, he can taste it. I, so I'm I just going to grab a fork out of the. No, to, I, I couldn't either no. when I had it. That's no. why I tasted it before I came up. <laughs> One yeah. second, I just need a fork. <laughs> <laughs> We're making fun of the people in the movie theater. You missed okay. out on this part. Very loud people. Um, yeah. And you guys, dig into all this. This is all like some just tapas. There's some manchego cheese and there's some chorizo and some serrano ham. Mm. And some uh, drunken goat. Oh, that's a great cheese. And some quince jelly to put on the um, crackers. Can I ask you a question as a wine, a master of a wine? Master of wine, yes. Um, <laughs> it's like a, a really obnoxious title. I'll like go out, you know, for like a, just a chill dinner. But like if I can get a glass of like Prosecco or even like champagne to start with, like I always start off 
my meals with that kind of a drink. Is well, that acceptable? Genius. Socially acceptable? Yeah, it's like Maybe. the only He's way. From France. Does that make me fancy in <laughs> some the, way? It's the only way to do it. I always prefer... Okay, so Prosecco would be... The value sparkler, right? Because right. you could get that for probably eight or nine dollars a glass. And yeah, champagne, for sure. you're not going to be paying less than seventeen or twenty dollars a glass for a glass of champagne. But right. I always believe in treating yourself to champagne. We uh, far too often wait for special occasions, and I don't see that there's any reason to do that in our lives. I like that. We forget yeah. about it. Yeah, don't forget about champagne, especially no. rosé champagne, and in the summertime, and which is why I wanted to bring rosés today, um, because it's uh, tis, tis the season. And yes, I gave you um, I gave you these cups for spitting the wine if you don't want to swallow oh, the wine, which we do what? as wine professionals. Of course, we yeah. don't swallow most of what we wow. most of what we taste. Um, and you can't see through them, so uh, they won't gross other people out. Which are you going to spit yours out? You really thought this through. Um, maybe I'm I, not. Well, that was you know, Karen said to me, "We're having a." Uh, wine master come and uh, you know there's gonna be wine with all the you know different kinds of wine with all the food and um, my reaction to that was like okay yeah I'll do that but I don't I'm not a person who does that you know what I mean I don't what do you mean I don't order wine with meals ever what do you drink with meals just alcohol just <laughs> vodka <laughs> I just vodka soda. I just have the same drink all the time no matter what I'm eating right but you know and I feel the same way about that that you feel about champagne I think uh, Tito's and soda goes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your vodka of choice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tito's and yeah, yeah. soda? Well, I order wine. Yeah. You order champagne and wine, I bet. Yeah, and wine. Mostly bourbon, though. Oh, really? Bourbon, yeah. yeah. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that really makes sense. You guys are That's, spirits guys, then. Yeah, but Karen, sure. you're with me. I'm with you at 100. Make sure to lean back if you're chewing, because uh, oh, right. listeners get a little weirded out. By but it. I'm right. with these guys, too. Like, I, I mean... <laughs> I'll drink anything, but it's uh, yeah. I love all I love all good stuff, really. It's so funny and that you mentioned delicious. that because I was having a conversation with someone about coming here to do this, and we were listening. I was sort of explaining, and I said, "Oh, let's let's listen to a little bit." And her question was, "Why do you hear no one chewing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know. Maybe they edited it out. I don't know." So that's a good point. No, I'll we just, try I'll not stay to. back. It, it still it happens to all of us. We because heard. Sometimes you take a bite of something. It's, it's especially gross if, like, you continue talking while chewing. Right. <laughs> you know, that's where people really kind of get like, oh, I can't, to know. I can't to listen know. to that. What do you think of the wine with that egg? No. The champagne. Oh, uh, Good, huh? I don't know. I mean, it's too... It goes good together. That's the thing. Okay, let me try them both together. Yeah. It's two things that you don't really like. Uh, well, that's really <laughs> well. Mm. Let's see what he says. I'm really proud of you for going doing the second round. <laughs> Me too. I feel like it's a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I'm excited out. for that third bite to get that salt because the third bite's not going to be that great without it. Without the without, without the salt. salt. You got to have yeah. salt on an egg. My God, you have to have a hard-boiled yeah, egg with salt. Yeah. Yeah. Seasoning is everything. Should we move on to? Yeah. Yes, if you round? don't mind. I don't mind at all. Sorry about having to run up and down the stairs and everything. I don't need your plates yet. We'll see you in a bit. Mm. Steve, am I right? Yeah, that's really good. That's yeah, really nice. This is, this is, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. already full. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, huh? Two bites of a hard-boiled egg and a cracker, cracker you, with though. cheese on Have it. Have one of those. So this is just something you brought? Yeah. Oh. Well, what happened was... I thought you just had something from her up no. here early because she didn't, didn't want to carry Here's it Here's a chorizo for you. Try that. 
Oh. The chorizo is really good. Um, That's what I was smacking into on the mic. So for the when I also when you know Amy said that she would do the show, I said, "Oh, great, that's amazing." And then I kind of didn't think too much of you know. And then I went, "Oh, wait, you're the wine person," because I had a couple of people I was talking to. So I said, "I'll bring some food." And then uh, then she, and then we kind of left it at that. And then she wrote back and said, "Oh, I'm going to bring this, 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 and this." And I went, "Oh, all right." So I, I still brought this though. It's one delicious. Thing. Oh, thank you. And that's why I'm full. Oh, like sorry. Well, you've had flavor. one I bite. Ate some of it. It's okay. I'll feed it to the family when I get home, like little I like uh, it. hamsters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I say I gave some to Andy. I wrote down what he said. I gave it to Andy. He's eight, and he likes to cook. You should have seen him last night in his chef's outfit cooking with me. And uh, he says, uh, "I go, what do you think of this? The, the chorizo?" And he goes, "It's delicious. It's the most divine thing I've had in years." <laughs> <laughs> You should get him on MasterChef Junior. Uh, he does. He watch that show. Do you watch that? We show? We watch that religiously. I love that show. No, uh, we watch it all the time. In fact, I had a job. I had like back-to-back jobs. One of them being uh, Doug's show, and it just kept. It escalated to the point where I ended up doing Martha and Snoop's uh, dinner party show, and we worked maybe fifteen to eighteen hours a day. No. Absolutely, 15 mm. days. I mean, you know, I, I didn't see the kids. I didn't see anybody. We should tell Steve you're a grip. I'm a grip. Yeah, no, she's a grip, grip on these shows. <laughs> no, she's a writer-producer type on the on these programs. How was the second uh, well, well, run of uh, Snoop's show? It was great. I mean, the, the, the 20 episodes are great. What were the caliber? Give me some examples of the celebrities that came on and, and uh, ate with Martha oh, God, Stewart no, I have and Snoop. I remember everything. Uh, oh, God. Would you rather tell like me it. the name of that movie you saw? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let me just say what Andy said. So we're sitting there, and we're watching MasterChef. And we first started, and he goes, he goes uh, Mom, if I was ever on MasterChef, would you not go to work and watch me on it? I mean... You know, right. moms don't no, want to hear that kind get of it, stuff. But kids get it. The, the parents get busy and blow off all their shit, yep. and they get tired of it. And yep. They put their foot down. Yep. <laughs> but I also, why would out of the blue, if I was on Master Chef, right? Well, because mommy, the, you're not if I do anything him. awesome, will you will actually you, show up, please? Or will you stay with Snoop Dogg? Yeah, you'd be having a fucking Snoop Dogg pop luck. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. I'm, I'm gonna go crazy today. <laughs> what if we get the wrong things all the time? Ooh. Pudding. Let me, let me get a hold of my assistant and cancel tonight's plans. <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't have an assistant, so <laughs> it's done already. What plans were you going to cancel? I'm going to a movie premiere tonight. Ooh. Yeah. What's the premiere? It's called Birth of the Dragon. Oh, the and Bruce it's, Lee. It's kind of a Bruce Lee thing, I guess. Yeah, the Bruce Lee biopic. Yeah, I didn't, I'm trying not to, it's a biopic about him? Mm-hmm, hmm. I think so, yeah. I hope it has lots of fighting in it. I hope it's not just about him sitting around. I feel around. like it's probably just about him sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. Look at You'll probably this. get a couple of, like, shots of... I hope so. so uh, Doug, I want to apologize in advance for all the vegetables uh, <laughs> that you're about to consume. No, but that's... I need to find vegetables that I can enjoy because I hate them so much. <laughs> so you are drinking... Uh, or you're about to do a mm-hmm. gazpacho shot. Now, it's a pretty... It's a relatively large shot, but I think the key to great gazpacho, besides it being really cold, is to drizzle with some super high-end extra virgin olive oil, and mm-hmm. then it's got to have a little sprinkle of salt, like I, I like to do with everything she, on top. But this is just um, heirloom tomatoes uh, that I bought this morning great. and, and, mm. and oh, God. pureed with um, Anaheim pepper cucumber. Cucumber. Yes. That's what I'm smelling. Yes, and just and like there's just a lot of olive oil and salt and. 
Right. Goodness, it's just scream summer. And then we're going to have that with Pinot Noir Rosé from France, from Burgundy. Mm. Look at sure this. Are gazpacho shots like a common thing, or is it more like a soup usually? It was just the only way I could bring it up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe. And it's really Ah, uh, the mother of invention. What is? Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. And peppers. I thought you meant gazpacho And cucumbers. It's really. Oh, yeah, it's just a fruit. It's really it's a smoothie. Fruit. So it's a, it's a smoothie. Yeah, it's a fruit smoothie. That's right. Can we spit in the cup before we drink? I just like just having a cup I could spit in while I'm. I like that you brought the perfect company. guest, by the way, Steve, because you're like the guy who's like, I don't know. I mean, you're like, yeah. Yeah, I'll just try anything. You will? Are yeah, you I really learned, adventurous? I, yeah, I learned long ago, like, why not, right? Oh, it's going to be one thing or another. You're either going to love it or you're going to gag on it, but like, at least you will know. Because I used, when I grew up, I was terrible. I didn't eat my first salad until I was like 23 or 24. <laughs> what did you eat? Good God. Nothing. I used to make like this, like, Appalachian salad, which was. Crushed up uh, crackers, some torn up pieces of bread, cheese, and ranch dressing. <laughs> I'm not. That's not a joke. By you were the picture of health. And you weren't fat. <laughs> oh, I was fat. Okay. You I used were? to be. Oh, were I used fat? to be really fat. Oh, okay. Like yeah. southern fat. Yeah, southern fat. <laughs> what we call down there, you know, just southern big boned. Fat. I was big boned. Um, wore husky jeans. You know, it was that kind of life. Holy shit. Yeah. Remember that section? Remember husky jeans sections? Oh yeah. You probably sat around doing olive oil shots all the time. Uh, yeah, just drinking it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's try this. Go for it. You like it? You already had some? Please. I love tomatoes more than anything. Really? Mm -hmm. What about your own children? Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) No, tomatoes, definitely. Mm -mm. No, and and some, I mean, you're getting tomatoes. That's really nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. That's a thing. Doug, you like I love that you love it. I was so I was very nervous. Well, you really? know, very nervous about the veg the vegetable serving. <laughs> tomatoes are so horrifying in the supermarket, especially when they're not in season. And then when you have one that's in season and delicious, it's not even the same fruit. I mean, it's not even the same food. You well, you know can I mean? smell like the not. real tomato in here. Like yeah. that's a good tomato. You can yeah. smell tomato. It's just different. It's just yeah. I don't know how anyone couldn't love it. D- perfectly good tomato. No, yeah. and I think like a great tomato, a great heirloom tomato, just sliced with salt. You don't even need burrata, a little olive oil. It's perfect. And that's basically what that is pureed, but with mm. cucumber and pepper and a. And, and the, well, and cucumber, and the cucumber aspect of it just reminds me of like if there's cucumbers in, in the water, you know, like it's it gives it that hint of it, but it's not like you're just drinking cucumber. Doug, do you feel like you're at the spa? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but this I is better have. than that. This is Doug, better than cucumber spa? water. Do you go to a spa? I've spawed. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I've been spotted at spas. <laughs> <laughs> I went to like a if it, you know, especially if there's a fancy hotel and it's included, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good time to go to the spa. This lady goes, I went to Burke Williams uh, a couple weeks ago, and the lady goes, uh, I said, oh, that thing with my neck is exactly r- what you're doing is perfect. And she goes, uh, well, there's more of that where that came from. Wait, more injury? I don't know. No, you still, she there's, still continued to. Well, it was at the end. I was oh, like, was uh, at the very end? More no. that. Do I no, pay so extra? Like Do back. I go somewhere? What no. happens? It, I think that was a comeback for more. There's more of that. Come, that, come up and see me again that, sometime, no, no. stud. She's, see me in the champagne room. No, she's warning you of future pain, is what it sounded like to me. Like, you not only have this, oh, but there's going to be more really? of that down the road. Oh, yeah. Amy. Oh, so yeah. it was dark. Yeah, yeah, it was super dark. Oh, yeah. wow. She was like, you're impending mortality. I did not know what she meant. She's constantly reminding every customer that this <laughs> that isn't going to be, this isn't going to help permanently. There's more of that where that came from. 
All right, well, let's Good go. Good luck. Karen, what do you think of the wine? I'm going to taste it right now. This is from a producer called Regis Bouvier, and it's a region in Burgundy called mm. Marcinet. It's the only region in Burgundy in France where they can make red, white, and rosé. So you will only see rosé from Burgundy from this region. It's really good. Really light. Re- I was right? just gonna say, really, really, really light. It's got, but the nice dry. It's not. It's not sweet at all. Mm-mm. I have zero problems walking into a wine store and grabbing three bottles of rosé and checking out with only that. Like I don't care. Like, <laughs> I will just be like, yeah, I'm drinking rosé. You I'm, still feel manly. I love a rosé. Will you get the same bottle or you get the ones to try? Um, the last one I had, I think, was called like Bad Bitch Rosé or something like that, mm-hmm. or like you know, I don't know. It was like some sort of like targeted marketing. But I was like, I'm buying this. I don't care. Did you buy it because yeah, of the name? Of course. Don't, isn't that how we all buy wine? It's a fun Let's label to have around the house. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how we all buy wine? I mean, not like, generally the way how I buy wine. Well, no, but you're a master of wine. You're a master of wine. <laughs> We're a master, master of, of none. none. Hey, all right. <laughs> I could have them together like this. One here. Mm-hmm. And the one here. I yeah. will take your plates because I will prepare your next... I oh say no God. to every gazpacho wine party I get invited to. Now I'm oh, going to turn that. <laughs> I'm going to turn that around and say yes sometimes. Mm. I get those Karen, invites. Has the cheese right Don't you feel like know, just the that. word gazpacho throws people off from it? I think it makes people think it's much fancier than what it actually is, and they're afraid to try it because of that. They're like, "Oh, I don't like gazpacho," but then you're like, "You want a grilled cheese and tomato soup?" And they're like, "Oh, I'd love some tomato soup." Oh, true. Gazpacho <laughs> is just cold tomato soup. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but that, that's but the, what I'm saying. I think the name the, throws it off. But also that immediate when somebody says, "What's gazpacho?" and the response is cold soup, that right. doesn't sound good. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. I love to slurp down it some nice like, cold clam chowder. Nothing mm, like it. There, like there the, probably is good. Cold clam chowder. Though. I'm sure, and I almost made you a water, uh, cold watermelon soup that I had mm. found from David Tannis, who's the chef at Chez Panisse, mm. and he makes. But I had never made it before, and I thought, well, that's a terrible thing to do is to cook for strangers something that you've never cooked for your closest friends. Um, I so think it'd I be will funny. be back. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was just thinking of all kinds of Chez Panisse jokes, but uh, was, really, yeah, you know, Chez Panisse. Just sounds yeah. like a penis. Sounds like oh. a, sounds, sounds, like, sounds like a place you go to get cock. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a classy one though. Shea oh, yeah. penis. Shea penis. Shea. Um, this is. I mean, this is the kind of stuff to me is just great. You know. You yeah, I mean, I, I'm never. I mean, I'm kind of that person. I'm never going to order a gazpacho. Like, it's just not, like, when I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to be like, oh, you've got gazpacho on the menu. I'll (laughs) have that. They're going to have some delicious soup on the menu right next to it. Right. That's the kind of thing that people, when they read the menu, they'll say that one out loud. They'll, like, read through, and then it'll get to gazpacho, and they'll be like, oh, there's gazpacho. She's she's onto something with the fucking gazpacho shots. Like to I drink think you're it like, right. To drink it like this instead of with a spoon out of a bowl makes it less, it's okay that it's cold. Yeah. You know? Isn't that weird? It's like a little weird smoothie. And she brought all like these Like a cups. little weird health smoothie. You know, it's kind of like, you know, people do those wheatgrass shots and shit like that, you know? I think you like it because it's so healthy. Because you're kind of a health nut. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. No, you are. Burn. I mean, you do like to be healthy. You know, you go through healthy months and these and Yeah, that. I have. Well, I have non-drinking months yeah. once a year. But that's not necessarily what a health thing. What month is that? October? No, it, it jumps around. This year... Didn't I do it already this year? You did it in another month this year. I think I did it in April this year. Pretty sure. Pretty January. Sh- pretty sure I'm done with it already. I, February. I, I have done January and February. Really good to get it out of the way early. Yeah, see, to me, rosé is just delish. I know. I love... That's the weird thing. When uh, he asked me day. if I was a wine drinker, I much prefer wine above, like, cocktails. Just I, I'm not a big drinker. 
You I like smoke to a sip shit it. ton of pot, but I don't. I don't like drinking. I don't like how I feel the day after drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was yep. never really a big drinker. The but wine, part. it's like you know, you have a glass of wine, two glasses of wine, you still feel fine the next day. I feel. Yeah, like. unless it's terrible wine. Right. Then you don't feel good. Oh, I can't this. tell the master, the wine master, this, but honestly, boxed wine has really stepped up the game now. Bring it up to when she comes out, and you can keep it for like four months. <laughs> four months? Yeah, it just like sits in there and it doesn't go bad because it's in a vacuum sealed bag. I've had Perfect. boxed wine before. It's not what I'm talking Franzia it. here. Like we've no. gotten, <laughs> we've, we've changed since Franzia days. <laughs> Franzia. <laughs> God, my my again, I shouldn't say this, but my aunt, she's never going to listen to this. Like that's my one of my most vivid memories of her is like how much box wine she loved to drink, just space bagging it all day long, and it was just like carrying it around. It's like oh, the, need a refill. Before that, they had the jugs. Remember? Like, oh the yeah, jug I do the, remember the jugs. My grandpa would have a jug at the at the at the, at the table. Yeah, right next to his seat. Like Bartles and James didn't they make a big jug yeah. wine? Yeah, for Bartles and James or you finish it and then you form a band. That's right. Jug band. Jug band. <laughs> You know? I do know. Yeah. That's my people. What are you doing now, Karen? What's next for you? Oh, um, well, I'm doing some sketches for uh, for Wanda Sykes. Uh, she has like a company, production company. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that uh, for VH1. We'll see what happens with it. I think it's like, I don't think it's, I think it's more like a thing in the works. Oh. No, and you don't know yet if they're going to want to make more Snoop and Martha? I don't know, but you know what? When I was in New York, did you York, think of anybody that was a guest on it? Oh, oh God! Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I know. I haven't been thinking of it. I literally can't. There was twenty episodes. Yeah, with sure. Three guests each episode, yeah, and I yeah. can't think of one right now. Right, you can't think of any of them. Um. Oh. Uh. Uh. uh Post Malone. Who? Post Malone, the rapper. <laughs> oh, okay. He was on it. Oh, oh. Uh, P Diddy. Oh, all right. Um, Usher. Um, now it's starting to come to me a little bit. Yeah, it is. So those will be some. Those are pretty big names. Was the show, is it on Viceland? It's on... Uh, it's on VH1. VH1. You don't, Snoop doesn't they got smoke on camera. Oh. It's just, uh, you know, implied that he's high and because um, it's Snoop. Does that sit well with you? What? That he doesn't smoke on camera? Well, it's just, you know... It's Jeez, Louise. One of the excuses for my show not getting picked up is the smoking on camera. Is so it? So if we did just not one of the excuses. I mean, there's more than one excuse, but... That was one of the reasons. It can't be ratings. I saw all those rating sheets. Right, but it's, you know, um, then they then they got rid of At Midnight because they weren't happy about its numbers, and all we were doing was retaining the numbers they weren't happy with it At Midnight. Mm. Uh, I don't know. But advertisers were the problem. Advertisers didn't want to oh. buy into something where we s- smoke Smoked on pot. camera. But the Snoop Show, it's even got the word pod in the title. And they talk about how he's, he says, like, well, we're going to go smoke during the break, I saw him say one time. But, uh, and, you know, you assume he's high. But, he is. But, you know, that's how you get away with it, is well, you just don't do it on camera. They can drink as much as they want on camera, though. I know, right? Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that's why I only watch Viceland. It's like literally every show has someone has to be smoking pot. We just had Action show. Bronson on uh, Getting Dug with High, and he's uh, his show is called Fuck That's Delicious. Yeah. And I asked him, I thought I thought it was the show where they talk about c- cooking weed into the food, and he's like, no, fuck that. I want to get high and then eat really good food that doesn't have weed in it. 
You know, like he, that's he's, so funny. Yeah, so his show is just about he just gets high and eats amazing food. But they have bong appetit, which, which is, is where every course has got weed in and it. And It's incredible. But like, the guy that the creations are unreal. But I but I tried to have a conversation with the guy about it, about how I don't want every course to get me high. I, right. would, I would be so it would feel so gross at the end of four courses to have had weed and oh, all of yeah, it. I couldn't make it through an app Because it just makes you more hungry. Yeah. But also you're full at the same time. Like, that sounds awful to me. But they're like, no, it's great. We do a really good job of making sure it's just, just the right kind of high. But then Action Bronson comes along and he's like, fuck that. <laughs> just I want get, real food. I just get really high and then eat great food. That sounds normal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Hi. welcome back. Oh, yeah. You're going to have an eggplant parmesan salad with um, THC tomato sauce. You guys are <laughs> <laughs> super high when you're done eating it. Yes. <laughs> now, this is a recipe from a deli called Frankie's <laughs> in New York. And usually I, it's supposed to be served room temperature, and I hope that it sort of has come down. And on really fresh ciabatta bread, I usually toast the bread, but I couldn't bring toasted bread to the studio. So right. um, you don't use a fork. You just put your face in it uh-huh. oh and you just get your face good and garlicky and tomatoey. And that's what the napkin's for. That's exactly I should have brought bibs, those lobster <laughs> bibs, but uh, I didn't do that. Wait, before you take oh, a yeah. bite. Um, okay, I liked crushed red pepper on mine. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to go in the sauce, but I had listened oh, and heard that she didn't like it. Nice. So I kept She's it out very of the nice. sauce. Is yeah. anybody into a little? I'll have a little I'll have a little. Okay. Yeah, why not? Right, ladies Give first. it to them, and then we'll we'll discuss. <laughs> I like everything spicy. Don't tell me how lame I was for not taking That's the great. pepper. Amy, we haven't talked about your winery. Oh, I'm about to serve you some wine from my winery. <laughs> <laughs> so, as if get you rid knew. Of this one. So my uh, my husband and I own a winery in Santa Barbara County called Holus Bolus, and um, we make a few different wines. This one's actually not called Holus Bolus. It's called, because we were doing rosé today, and we make one rosé, we make about 60 cases of this wine. It's really, it's uh, sort of something we do for fun for us. It's called Cafe Society. Now, okay. Yeah. I just said to you, I buy bottles based on how cool the labels are. And you said, I don't ever do that. But clearly you're marketing to people who do do that because that's an awesome label. So we've got some cool labels. You might even recognize our Holes Bolus label, which is an octopus. And it's just Google it when you get home. Yeah. And um, so this is uh, this guy on the front was a real guy. Uh, we did not get his permission for this label. So uh, we'll see how it turns out after this podcast. But um, his name they is. can't see him. His name is Jack Small. And he was a jazz singer at a club in Harlem in the 1940s, I believe. Maybe it was 19... I think it was in the 1940s. And um, he sang at the club called Cafe Society, and they were one of the first um, jazz clubs to allow black patrons um, to come in the front door along with with white people, too. Our daughter's black, and so we had this... We sort of loved this idea of bringing her into... Why? Bringing her into <laughs> I just, just getting her started early. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's twenty three. I should say. Early. She's from France. Yeah, but um, uh, she does not. She does not drink wine. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we we just you know we was sort of an, an homage to our family and to cool. integration. It's so an awesome it's, label. Um, one hundred percent Syrah. Mm. Um, and I was going to talk a little bit about how rosé is made, but I want to bore everybody. Well, so yeah, I do because the Syrah is throwing me off. So yes, so a lot of people make. Uh, They'll, they'll make ro- rosé in two ways. You can either bring in the red grapes, put it in the press, and you press it immediately, and it just gets a little bit of color. Or you can bring them in and let the grapes like the soak, and then the, the 
wine will get very, um, well, it's must at that point, but it will get very dark and then you press it and you bleed it off. And then you take those grapes and you go make red wine out of them. So there's two ways of doing it. The The second kind I mentioned is called signe. And I don't like that method of rosé because I feel like you should just make rosé to make rosé, not to have it as an afterthought to making red wine. So this is what we call direct press, meaning you just bring it in, you put it in the press. But um, it's from an organically farmed vineyard and we make we mostly make Syrah and Pinot Noir and the Pinot Noir is super expensive. So to turn it into rosé and to sell it cheaply or less, you know, the sells for I think $22, it's just not financially possible. So we do it with Syrah and we pick it early. So it's 12% alcohol or something like that. Do you guys look at um, alcohol levels? I do. You do? I do. You do? What do you, what's your, what's your cutoff? I mean, I don't have a cut. I, mean, I don't you, have wait, a cutoff. Wait, you drink bourbon and you look at alcohol levels on wine? Well, I just like to, I don't like my wine to be too heavy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like a lower alcohol yeah. content on my wine. I like about a, a, a 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're getting to 14, 14.5, you're going to, in my opinion, have a horrible headache. Yeah, you have a headache the next yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. A lot of people think you get headaches from sulfur. Like people always say this and that's just not true. You get headaches from from alcohol, alcohol. yeah. Drinking too much. <laughs> it's science. So, uh, my husband and I try to make wines that are on the lower alcohol spectrum. So uh, our Syrahs are usually around 13 and a half. The Pinot Noir is around 13 and the Rosé is 12. So um, anyway, that's. Nice. Um, I wanted to serve the heaviest Rosé with the, our heaviest dish, obviously. Mm. Um, so we do, yeah, uh, we eat this first. You just got to shove it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So there's a secret to this eggplant. It, it takes hours to make. Um, the sauce is from scratch. You the, didn't have to do this, no. Amy. I, um, by the way, I have leftovers, and I have a bunch of people coming over to that house. Oh, no. Not oh, a bunch, a couple people. But um, mm. So the eggplant is, is double fried. You slice it, and then you salt it, and then you fry it, you know, you fry it once, and then it cools, and then you dredge it in egg and Parmesan, and then you fry it again, and then you bake it with the tomato sauce, mozzarella, and Parmesan. But no breading. There's no the breading. Eggplant. It's it's egg yeah. is what you're it's getting so on good. the eggplant. It's, so it's good. really good, yeah. <laughs> this is eggplant happens to be one of my most favorite foods ever, probably. Eggplant is super polarizing. People really love it or hate it. And I think the reason is oftentimes they people don't understand that you really have to cook it to death and it needs a lot of oil. Mm-hmm. You know when people give you eggplant and it's super spongy? You know, where you can still see the white, it shouldn't. It should be, like, soaked through with oil. So that's, <laughs> that's what you're eating right now. Take that home with you. So It's it not one oil. of the better-looking foods. <laughs> it it's not. the, na- the it's name beautiful. eggplant. I don't know. That does, like, why would that appeal to, like, you know, from your childhood, you hate it already. Because it's like, oh. Eggplant. Egg I love like the way it looks, plants. though. I think it's so pretty. You do? Yeah. Right. It's like a purple watermelon. I don't well, know. You can't, in this, you can't even really. It's all... All this stuff on top of it, right? You this can't, is like, you can't well, really see like... the eggplant. This is great for children, like if you want to sneak some eggplant into their mouth, because uh, it's just, uh, you never know. it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, and you, it, the eggplant's not the. Kids love eggplant parmesan. They don't realize it. Or uh, they think it's lasagna. Right. You just, but you probably don't want to say eggplant. Yeah, as soon as you say it, they don't like it. Yeah. I don't it's know really why, good. Though. I don't really ever love a Syrah, to be honest. You don't? That's really good. I think you need to. You need to have some better Syrah, I think. It's just not my favorite. It's not my yeah, go-to choice of wines. What What is your go-to? A Malbec. Okay. Ah. So you you do like full. You like I big like a, full body. Yeah, I like yeah. a good a good yeah. on on a red. Yeah. I like a lighter white and a uh, heavier what on red. What white do you buy? Um, I mean, I don't have a preference. Just okay. whatever is like light and crisp. Okay. And a little. I like a little dry. 
little a little bubbly sometimes. So yeah, this wine has a lot of acidity, which um, Syrah doesn't usually do. So that's along with when we pick early, not only do we get lower alcohol levels, we get higher acid because the longer the grapes hang out there, the higher the alcohol and the lower the acidity. So I hope you. This is so like fun. Yeah. God, I'm so jealous you have a winery. And what? So you live here. So uh, we live back and forth. I also have a so I have a full time job with a. Um, with a French wine importer here, which are from the first two wines that, that you tasted. And I love working for this company because I'm a real, um, I love European wine. But my husband and I run this winery up in, it's in Lompoc. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where the prison is. Oh, yeah, and the prisoners love wine. <laughs> I did some community theater in Pismo Beach. So that's actually Oceana, California to be. Um and there's military in Lompoc too, right? There's Vandenberg Air Force Base, yeah. and then there's our winery. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did. Wineries. I think I did a stand-up show there one time, like a, a one-nighter at the prison or the it, Air it Force. It probably didn't go very well. <laughs> I've never performed at a prison. Not no. yet. Some would call my shows that. <laughs> <laughs> we felt like we couldn't leave. We so felt like we were there without so parole. No, winery-ish. So Lompoc is a real blue-collar working town. It is not a fancy place. So we live back and forth. That's my husband's full-time job. It's just the two of us at the winery. We do all the winemaking. We there's we don't yeah. have employees. We we do everything ourselves. Um, but the winery is small. It supports one of us, not not both of us really. We're we're working on that. But I I love my job, so I don't really have any desire to to do anything different. But it allows me also not to have to live in Lompoc. I mean, you guys, come on. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's nothing, I mean, you know, Lompoc but is the a, winery's nice though, isn't it? The winery is, we're in a, in a large industrial building along with a lot of other wineries in a, uh, in an, I guess it's a little storage area. It's called the the Lompoc Wine Ghetto. And that's oh, what really? it's official. It's a big sign that's called <laughs> cool. the Wine Ghetto. But it is, so it's really industrial. We have a, a fairly large space just for the two of us. And if you guys are up there, obviously, and anybody who's listening, they can email me and we would love to. What's your Twitter, by the way, and all that? Do you have all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you have a Twitter. Yeah, so Twitter and Instagram are at AC Loves Wine. So Amy Christine for AC Loves Wine. Nice. Uh, do you ever think about going over to the Lompoc Correctional Facility and helping them improve on toilet wine? I think about it every day. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like we're missing a crossover here for sure. You know, just give them yeah. some sort of tips about so they, they, they how long like to, to stew it. Toilet rosé. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's toilet the, Syrah. What's the, what's the you know what's the toilet most to, most toilet type wine you've ever made? Oh, uh, so we made in 2010. We made we made Broussan. For the first time, um, it, it was truly awful, and uh, and the only place we seemed to be able to sell it were Michelin-starred restaurants because sommeliers are getting more and more just jaded and exhausted. This is this is my feeling, and so the more am I allowed to curse on this mm-hmm. show? Okay, so the more fucked up a wine is, it seemed like the more they liked it, and this wine tasted like beer. Um, it was. It had no acid. The alcohol was super. Was really low. It was at twelve percent, but it just was. I don't know how to explain. It was cloudy. It was bad. Um, and uh, and we still went, you know, the problem is when you make a bad wine, you still have to go out and sell it, but then you don't want to tarnish your brand right. name. So what do you do in that situation? So we sold it to people who, who we didn't tell. Was there, I'm telling them now that it was not good. And now our Roussan is one of my favorite wines that we make. It just took us some time to figure it out, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> well, those fancy restaurants, those Michelin restaurants, they, um, you know, it, it, it doubles or triples the cost of the meal if you agree to uh, wine pairings with all the different this things they bring out. And they, and I'll just, but I'll just sit there at the few times I've gone to a restaurant this fancy and, um, you know, just sit and listen to the next table here about all the wines. I don't need to drink them or hear about them. You know what I mean? Like I could just have the food and not, 
you know, because also this this has been great today, but uh, you know we've had the option to you know spit it out. You know, like if if there are five courses of food with five different kinds of wine, I think I would have a weird like headache the next. It day. It wouldn't be for you. Mm-mm. How many vodka sodas do you, would you do sitting down at a at a dinner? Maybe two. Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. You're uh, not. I mean, I wouldn't call you a teetotaler, but you're moderate. Uh, well, no, but then I'll drink a bunch beginning. more later that <laughs> evening. You know? But like over the course of a meal, like uh, you know, one or two, maybe three at most. You know, if I may speak for him, that's just the beginning. Okay. Yeah, no, but then I try to, you know, I try to stop or slow down after two or three because I, I, I am more and more prone to uh, hangovers, and I hate them. Oh, age oh, yeah. is a horrible yeah, thing. Yeah, just the worst. The, older yeah, they, the worst. they just get worse. Like my parents, when they'd be you like hungover, I had no idea that like when you you know reach a certain age, hangovers are just even more. Just uh, you got shows. People want to see you. They need you. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, I've be never hangover. been so hangover. I didn't do a show. I don't think. Maybe once. Then you haven't been drunk enough. And <laughs> you're right. Life, I'm think. not. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm no Bukowski. Um, I looked up, I got holus, holus bolus, I spelled it right on the first try, Whoa. so I was very excited about that, and uh, looked it up on the old uh, internet, and that that's the octopus. So. Oh, I've definitely seen that label. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd seen that label. Yeah, that's an awesome label. label. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's around town. You can see it around town. I have one more special treat for you. Oh, oh my God. Boy. Can I go get it? And oh, please. Thank you. I oh hope it's God. more of that eggplant, to be honest. the best guest we've ever had. I don't know. That's not true, but I mean, we've had gonna, so many. I'm going to take Every this and time. dunk it in my gazpacho. This is the thing, Steve. Honestly, I'm going to throw up in here. there. I do this. That is, um, this is delicious. That's yeah. delicious. It's delicious. Like, uh, and she's not a chef. But you could sell that for $14. Oh, yeah. That thing costs you nothing to make. Totally. That's what I always like. I always say about opening. If I'm ever going to open a restaurant, it's a pizza restaurant because it's the cheapest ingredients and they charge the most expensive prices. And you just have to make it really. There's good. a great pizza the place. Yeah, there's a great pizza place in my neighborhood. Gracie's Pizza. Shout out. Give me some free pizza. Um, and they sort of like do all sort of like old school New York and grandma's recipe kind of Sicilian pies. Best New York pizza I've had in Los Angeles. Best pizza I've Say had in Los Angeles. Again? Gracie's. All right. Uh, but so expensive. Oh, you know, really? Like $28 for like you know just a regular pizza. It's, it's, but it's worth it. At the end of the day, I'll pay for a good pizza. But that, they're making a crazy killing. toppings? Um, no, it's pretty – I mean, I'm, they have – I think you can like create your own. But I always get the grandma's because it's just like the Sicilian with a little burrata on it and some garlic cloves, like whole garlic cloves, roasted garlic cloves. It's really a delicious pizza place. Um, I'll go there. That'd be Gracie's. fun. Thanks for that. Over on hey, the east what, side. Uh, what are you up to between now and uh, the sting in the spring? Well, the sting is not 100% um, mm. only because I like to do television, and so I'm hoping that a television job will come around before right. then. But, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But um, there's a couple of things, but nothing I can really pinpoint at this moment right now. Um, well, thanks for coming in, even though you don't have anything yeah, I, to promote. I, I never have anything to plug, ever. <laughs> I try to make up comedy clubs that I'm not really playing, like Shucky's Laugh Shack in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, or uh, well, Ding Dong's Comedy Club in Binghamton, New York. Well, you're just getting the cities wrong. <laughs> Shucky's and Ding Dong's are both terrific clubs. <laughs> Look at what you... Oh, what? So, um, <laughs> good Lord. Oh, I mean uh, this. You guys oh, okay. have your forks, right? So yeah. at, oh, yeah. Um, Doug, yours doesn't have as many uh, blueberries in it, but what? at one o'clock today, I started thinking, I haven't, you guys, we don't have anything for dessert. And so I thought I should make a cake, but it was one o'clock. 
and I had to be here at <laughs> three. So and this cake takes an hour to make, but I mean an hour to, in, in the oven, but um, oh, you're still eating your eggplant. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get the chance to put the icing on it that's supposed to go over the top. So I'm just gonna drizzle they it. They wouldn't go for this on MasterChef. No, they must wouldn't. Be. No, no. No. You'd be drizzle out. it <laughs> just <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> this isn't really the way it's supposed to look, but. Like, well, your blueberry lemon cake was great, but I was expecting more drizzle. <laughs> What, what happened to the drizzle? <laughs> oh, that's a that, that is a really nice amount of drizzle. Right? Right? Yeah. Looks cool. Oh, you don't feel like you a ton of it. Over and beyond. I feel no. like we have to reiterate that you made all of this food. I made this all of this food. This is not like, oh, so I'm bringing you... some food to pair with the wines that I made. Yeah, why don't you, you have made a the wines oh, that's right. and the food. No, I'm super. So I worked for, um, you guys know the restaurants AOC, Luke Tavern, yes, and all of this. Well. So yeah. um, I worked for Suzanne Gowen and Carolyn Stein for a long time. And I, it's, it's, um, I worked there not only behind the bar, but as a sommelier. I never worked in the kitchen. I just learned so much from seeing all the food come out. And they're still really good friends of mine. And I'm inspired all the time by by what they do. And They're when like you have best. friends that cook like that, it's like, especially if you're going to have people over, you have to step it up. <laughs> Is she from Luke? Like this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, Speaking of stepping it up, bup, bup, bup. Oh. Doug likes his wine. joking around. I, 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 that was a very rude way to ask, but thank you. <laughs> you know, I like a Syrah, a dark Syrah, too. Like, I've never had rosé Syrah. And, uh, it's, I, not, it's not super common. I love it. Uh, but I like it. Uh, I was gonna say to Steve, like, there's a, there's some Syrahs that I actually think, I want to say David Tannis makes it. Uh, does he make wine? No, I don't think no. Uh, it's somebody know. from that group anyway. Okay. And it's very Maybe peppery. Yes, that's classic descriptor for Syrah. Real mm -hmm. peppy, peppery, and that's that's too much for you. The pepper. Yeah, the is pepper it? gets a little too oh, much okay. for me. Yeah. I like more of a fruity, a fruity. Well, not fruity. I like smoky wines, but pepper. Mm. Too much pepper. See, I Too love it. Too much pepper is not great for I you. I go crazy for it, yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to give a shout out to uh, Chad Gervich who introduced me to you because yeah. I don't know how chef, I mean, he's just like, he knows a lot of chefs, I guess, or knows a lot of... He knows everybody. And do you know, I, uh, we met at Vanderbilt. I've known him since I was 18. And we were in film class together at just a random film class This guy class that I work together. with introduced You went to Vandy? Me. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Southern girl. It's Southern a great, girl. great campus. I love Vanderbilt's campus. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Did you go to school in Kentucky? I went to school in Kentucky, a little school, Moorhead State University. Okay, yeah. I know where that um, is. But I spent some time in Nashville. Love Vanderbilt's campus. I love campus. Nashville. Yeah, I do too. I keep threatening to move there permanently. It's a great place to move. I mean, it's a, I mean, sorry, a great place to live. And especially, I mean, I graduated in 96. It was a long time ago, but things have really... Oh, it's a completely yeah. different city now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, I thank you, Chad. Yeah, thanks, Chad. He said he'd uh, <laughs> emailed him yesterday. He is but the I was funniest kind of, guy. This guy, Chad. Okay, he eats so much fruit. It's fruit, fruit and vegetable. <laughs> he, he eats about four pounds fruit? of grapes you a can't, day. How much? Four pounds Wait, of grapes. Yeah, he a day. eats four pounds of grapes a day. This is no lie. And all I hear is, so we're trying to write, you know, and he's sitting next to me, and I just hear like <laughs> for hours, and I'm just like, Chad. <laughs> You've got to stop popping those grapes. And then uh, the other thing he did is he'll bring in like um, a, a gallon size bag, or maybe it's not, maybe it's like a half gallon size bag of hard boiled eggs whole. <laughs> like he's fucking in, in cool hand Luke, and he just eats eggs like so fast. He eats them so fast. He, I mean, he'll just devour like six eggs within such a very small amount of time. <laughs> and then he. <laughs> 
And then he just eats fruit all day. Does eat fruit, doesn't he? It's, it's crazy. It's really insulting, to, offensive to bring hard-boiled eggs into any closed space. I felt bad about it today. But it's like you don't take them to work. You don't take tuna fish to work. Like there's certain things. Or on planes. He doesn't care. There are rules about things. I mean, Chad, I need to send him a, a list of things. That Is it papaya that smells so horrifying? Oh, I hate Smells like baby throw up. He eats that in the office. And we're like, Chad! (laughs) (laughs) And he's got the perfect name for it, you know? Chad, we can't eat that in here. Yeah, Chad is definitely a guy who brings tuna and heats it up in the office microwave, for sure. (laughs) But he's the greatest. He's the greatest guy. He really is. Thanks for the introduction, Chad. Yes. And uh, that's all I have for you. Oh, this is it? Only oh. 80 courses? I had questions Ooh. about the eggplant, and so I feel like maybe I should probably have a whole nother half of the sandwich yeah, I have to more. figure it out. Do you no, want some I'm more? okay. You're I'm okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah. You should, you, open, you should open a sandwich store and just sell that as a sandwich. Yeah, it really is good. Yeah, my husband said, yeah, he thought I could make a business out of it. I, I think, think you I could. could. Yeah. I mean, there's Those already people a... that'll eat it with a roof also. I mean, I appreciate half of the amount of bread. Oh, I'd mm-hmm. eat it with a yeah. roof. Yeah, yeah but for people sure. people would eat it with, you know, just right in between the yeah. It reminds me of, that. have you ever been to Mar- Mario's Bohemian Cigar Store in San Francisco? No. They have an eggplant sandwich that's has the same kind of, they must do the, the, the eggplant the same way, like you're saying, double fry it? or Yeah, the double fry it and then dipped in egg and parmesan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really good. Really, really good. Um, can I ask you a question about being a sommelier? Yeah, I haven't been a sommelier in a long time, but yes. Sure. But you're a master of wine. I'm a master of wine, yes. <laughs> so you're a better than a sommelier. Is a sommelier, is a sommelier like, is it, is it, it's a pretty like bro dominated field, not bro, but like it's a, like a, it's a male dominated field, right? It is a male-dominated field. How did you, how how did you navigate that world to then be a master of wine? Because I've always found sommeliers to be a little dickish, mm-hmm. and like a little like I just get tired of it. And so I would much rather have seen you at any point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you like honestly? How do you not navigate that world? I'm curious. I um the truth is uh, somebody asked me this the other day. I don't ever think about it. Like oh, I never awesome. think about being a woman in a male dominated business. It never occurs to me. And now in the master wine program, students that are coming into the program, it's over fifty percent female. So I think women are finding their way in yeah. the world of wine. You know the problem with wine is there's so many problems. It's terribly boring. Um, people just want to go on and on about the way wine smells or um, what it tastes like. I don't have any interest in doing any of those things. I'm really interested in wine chemistry. I'm interested in making wine, but I'm not interested in waxing poetic all day about it because, I mean, could you really, there's nothing worse. This is why there's no wine TV shows. There's the, <laughs> oh, the, there's the wine the wine, wine podcast. Whining on with Steve Pizzi. <laughs> <laughs> wine podcast, there should be one. Whining. Uh, there are a couple wine podcasts, and a, c- a couple of them are pretty good. Um, the Guild of Sommeliers, which is the Master of Sommeliers uh, uh, podcast, <laughs> is very educational, but you have to be in the trade or would have hold no, no interest. Right, it's almost, yeah, it's, it can't, it's not, there's nothing out there for beginners, really. No, yeah. no. Which might be an interesting approach for somebody. Yeah. Start a podcast, you know, where you can just, people can, from the beginning, sort of figure out. There's got to be Like, one. each one, each episode you could have in the description which wine the person should go out and find, and then they could sit there and drink it while Oh, uh, while you about talk it. about it. Doug, yeah. keep it to yourself. Don't say this now. Whining on with Doug Benson. Whining on with Doug Benson. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Uh... We can get somebody else to do that one. <laughs> we got the Tito's we podcast. We could produce it. You should. You could host it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You probably have some whiny friends. I only have 47 Friends followers. that are real whiny. 
But you have friends that like that shit, right? Yeah, I got friends that like that shit. <laughs> you know, maybe Karen Kilgariff, you could sit around and drink oh, wine she, and oh, talk yeah, about murder. <laughs> <laughs> she loves wine. Karen loves wine. She does? No. She's not a, she's oh, she doesn't drink at all, though, right? No. Yeah. No, but you can't drink, you can't talk about murder and drink wine. I, I, dangerous. Uh, you know, I asked Steve, like, I, I, I think I li- led with, do you drink wine? Yeah, you said, are you a wine drinker? Him First, I thought we were going on a date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, Doug. Uh, Red or white, Steve? <laughs> yes. Like See you what? at eight. <laughs> what time are you picking me up? <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, just a DM. To... Do you like wine? Have you ever been to Solving? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I didn't think you were sober, but I didn't know. You know, it's hard to know if somebody's into wine or not. And uh, you wrote back, he wrote back, yes. And then I laid out the whole thing. Do you want to come on I got very my excited. food podcast? <laughs> and. You have, have you've been a wine. real uh, plate cleaner today. I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you. He told me to come hungry, so I haven't eaten in about 24 hours. So I was saving. <laughs> Whoa, like I told you that three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I really enjoyed the Don't meal. Don't throw me know? under the food truck. And, and by the way, I had no idea that it was going to be, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, we got some food. And then the wine was going to be the feature. But I'm, I'm really. No, she went all out. This, yeah. this, this is way, you did way too much for us. No, I, felt, I, I like made you dinner. If there's anything we can do You made us dinner and breakfast, maybe. And you're married. I am so mad. Son I don't know. That's bitch. totally negotiable. Son of a bitch. Livid. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, you don't have anything to plug, Karen? Just that. Although I do have on the horizon, uh, can you know? It's like it's like your um, it's like your sting show. It's like mm. might not happen, but it's probably going to happen. I might be working on the kitten bowl. <laughs> what? The kitten bowl? That's awesome. For Animal Planet? Do you need a referee? <laughs> I know, right? My my uh, friend who's directing it goes, uh, this could be the end. Of, is it the end of my career? Is it just something that I go, I go, I go, just, are you kidding me? We'll tell our kids about it. This is going to be great. we got to do it. I think they asked me to be a commentator on the kitten bowl like, really? one year, and I couldn't do it for some reason. So if you get involved further with them, uh, tell Let them that I, I'm definitely interested. Oh, I will. Yeah. No, I would have done it if I could. Oh, I mean, I'm so mad you didn't I mean, do the worst it, cook in America, it, by the it way. It seems like the perfect gig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so we'll see. We'll see after the sketch show's over what, what happens. Yeah, but when one kitten tackles another, it's the I perfect mean, opportunity to go, I don't me know. out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'll be lucky. tackle each other. I'm going to be lucky. kittens for are it. vicious. They find the most vicious kittens. They're so cute. Oh, my God. But there's no people in it, right? You just see the kittens? When you see the referee every once in a while. A uh, human referee? No, you see the commentator. It's Beth Stern. Oh. Um, she did the one I saw. Oh. Um, I have a present for you. You have a present for yeah, me? because I was reading up and I realized you're a WWE fan. I'm a huge What's WWE happening? fan. And um, I'm, I'm by proxy of WWE because my son was so into WWE for so long yeah. that we had to like basically get a second mortgage on the house to get this kid <laughs> his wrestling things. We've got a lot of doubles is my point. Okay. So I don't Has know. he ever been to WrestleMania? Yes. He has? Yes. Which one? I don't know. Did they do it in LA? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's had like lot, uh, a couple of I'm talking about the annual WrestleMania. Like WrestleMania is coming. No, no, he's been to It's Wrestle- in New Orleans next year. New Orleans next year. It's coming back to Los Angeles, though, in the new stadium in, I think, 2024. Oh, he's boy. not as much I into it. He wants it. He, he's trying to get Andy into it, and Andy's not as interested. Right. So well, we have a bunch of these it. things. I'm, anyway, we have I'm, a doubles I'm deep. this guy. Holy I don't know if you shit. like this guy. Wait, who? This is Finlay. It's, oh, it's Fit Finlay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! You, know you say Finley, yeah, he says Fit, Finley. I, you know. I know who Fit Finley is for sure. Wow, he's from he's from Ireland. This is this is kind of a 
I don't know if he's really from Ireland, though. Oh, is it? Is that Actually, he might be. You never know. It's kayfabe, you know, so you never know. Like, Ric Flair was supposedly going to die in the hospital, but now I guess he's okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, oh, this is awesome. I always yeah. try to collect actually obscure wrestling figures because I don't want to have just the Stone Cold Steve Austin slash The Rock. So that. this is perfect. <laughs> uh, we're just I was looking here at Meltdown at, the, uh, at some of the ones they have in the case down there, and they have some pretty obscure ones down there as well. Uh, this is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You can thank uh, someone special because he doesn't know I stole it. This is going to go right up. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Well, he has two of those guys. I have uh, actually a <laughs> lot of... It's fun to have two of the same one, though, because then you can, you know, do some sort of... Uh, He's not going to know. Some sort of twin episode. <laughs> I actually <laughs> just got a Samoa Joe recently, so now I have somebody to pit him against. Oh, good. Perfect. So he was sort of lonely by the television for a while, but now... He's got a wrestling oh, partner. Perfect. Look at this, huh? Mm -hmm. What an do you episode. Play with him together at home? I mean, I <laughs> do occasionally like go through just sort of like relive old matches. I, I go deep. I'm a deep WWE fan. I mean, I've been, well, I'm just a deep wrestling fan for my whole life. Um, and it's well, only getting gotta, worse uh, as I get older. You got to come to a smoke weed watch wrestling show. I know. Well, with, uh, Ron Funches. I know. Does. I was a little upset because I had the same idea like a month before he <laughs> premiered his thing, and I was like, "Son of a." Well, bitch. you could do watch wrestling and smoke weed. Just switch the switch it around a little. Yeah. <laughs> he's got more followers than me. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's done it. Uh, watches like old family in Largo, but they pick clips, and then he, he and a friend of his uh, sit there and. It's a brilliant idea because so it's his so friend much fun. used to be a wrestler, right? What's his name? Uh, I don't know who does it with him. Oh, shit. I feel bad now. Mm. Anyway. Ian he, Carmel? He's awesome. Yes, buddy? that's the one. It's not him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome, by the way. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I didn't, you know, I wish there was more things we could give you. It's okay. Because <laughs> you've been such you a good You've given me a full belly. You cleaned all your plates. I'm trying to go for the, what, how many things do you have? Like four or five? I'm trying to go for whatever, Podcasts? the record. How many people have been on all of your things? Anybody? All of my podcasts? Uh, there's like definitely to, people have been on all of them. I mean, I've won Doug Loves Movies twice, just saying. Have you been on the mm. Getting High? I haven't oh. been. Well, that's next. I get a little oh, nervous God. about that one, though. because yeah, I'm not crazy I'm afraid that. I'll get way too he's high. He's got a reputation to oh, protect. Not at all. But I just worry that I can't hold my own against the rest of these guys and I'll have like a freak out midway through. Oh my through. God. Action Bronson. Action Bronson and Brett Gelman and I played a game that Action Bronson suggested. It's called Chicago, I guess, where one person takes a hit and you have to hold it in until the joint gets back to you. Ooh. And then you pass it to the next person. They take a hit. They have to hold it in until the joint gets back to them. And you just repeat that for as long until somebody's just, you know, one person's left not coughing like a maniac. Why is it called that? Chicago. Well, you know, because of the Chicago fire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. the windy right, city. <laughs> You're guessing, This but game was good. formerly called Mrs. O'Leary's Cow. Wasn't that the one that started that the fire? That is the one that oh, kicked that. over the land and the start of the fire. Anyway. He's so smart. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> well, I always see, uh, you know, Jesse Mae Peluso, who does mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with you. Yeah. I, I know her from, like, way back Syracuse days before she was oh, a stand-up. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm always, like, really, I see how high she gets, and I know that I can't hang, like, close to as high as she gets. She's a half-owner of a dispensary. I know. I in, saw that. Uh, downtown, like, near downtown. I've known her since she was like 17 years old. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is really crazy. Well, maybe you should come on with her. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a nice could, little reunion. You know, I was in a band with her uncle called the United Booty Foundation. 
Oh. A 70s disco cover band. Sounds classy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Wow, the disco part really saved that name. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was imagining, like, how well would that name go over if you were just like a rock band? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any place you're going to be singing ever? Uh, I, I may, well, I you don't. did a couple of 54 Below shows. I did a couple of shows I, I in New York. I wanted to go to one of them, but I was stuck filming with Pete Holmes. Oh, no, that guy. What? On his stupid oh, on, on HBO crashing. show. Oh, yeah, one's What a come waste out. of time that was. Oh, my God. HBO. <laughs> overlooked me for HBO. How dare you? When's it going to come out? Uh, I don't know. Next, what, uh, the next season. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm also going to be, um... The new season of You're the Worst on FXX starts September 6th, I want to say. And I'm uh, continuing to recur as the uh, character Doug Benson. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm still playing Bizarro Doug Benson on that show. I've always wanted to ask you, have you ever developed a script about just your life? You know, sort of like a uh, like Everybody Loves Raymond, but just like a Doug Benson-centric show because i often think that that <laughs> needs to happen <laughs> and i would love to be a part of that if I, it could be like a curb or something where i you know we didn't have to write scripts that'd be neat right <laughs> um or like you're not thinking like a traditional sitcom though are you? uh more like a single cam now there's this new kathy bates thing with chuck lorry uh it's about All her right. owning a yep. dispensary mm. so that's the first kind DJ of first kind of big you know, I mean, high maintenance besides, and Viceland shows and yeah, and high court. And they still it. haven't weeds. nailed it yet, though. Weeds, yeah, yeah weeds had its. Uh, weeds was always about the violence uh, connected to uh, marijuana selling and buying and all that. No, we don't I, need I, that. I, I, I was always that always made me a little sad. I didn't need it. Yeah, I didn't need <laughs> it. It was show. a little too intense oh, wow. for a show oh, that sure. you you know weed smokers should be watching. I agree. <laughs> Hmm. Like it makes more sense that Genji Cohen's doing Orange is the New Black. That that's definitely not a pot smoker show. Yeah, unless you like it, then anything's a pot smoker show if you like it. Good. Well, well, wait, we didn't hear about your singing though. Oh, uh, oh, I, well, yeah. Well, I, I, I'll be on? honest with you. I got nothing going on. I'm unemployed. I need a fucking job. I mean, clearly, look at me. I'm here drinking in the middle of the day. Do some open mic. Sing. Let's open actually, mics. I'm going to start doing some stand up. I think anything. actually. <laughs> My life has become so depressing. I want to watch you sing. That's what I'm saying. But he does these shows sometimes in New York at... uh, At 54 Below. Yeah, it's a Feinstein thing. You're right. I just did a month-long residency at Hotel Cafe in March, so you missed that. Here in L.A.? Is that where that is? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I'll go back at some point. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Feinstein's I'm going to do in San Francisco, but I just don't have the dates solidified at this point, so... Well, I could go there. I go there. All I also time. play so living rooms. Anybody listening, just reach How out to me. How long of a thing do you house. do when you do like a Well, it's weird. Like, I, like that. So honestly, uh, 54 Below, I get like an hour to an hour and a half. And, and it is really uh, – because most cabarets are bad. Most cabarets, in my opinion, are bad. You walk in and somebody's like, hey, I was born in 1975. And that year was a great year for me because – I don't know, and then they sing a song. And they tell these stories. And they always have like a name for their cabaret. And I hate that shit. So – I show up with my guitar. I don't play any show tunes. I play my own original stuff. And then in between, I just talk to the audience. So it's like observational comedy in a way. Like I just sort of go around the room and just, you know, somebody calls out. It's, there's a lot of heckling that happens. And so it's just dealing with people like that. So it is my my live shows at those kind of places, like at a 54 Below, are like stand-up set slash concert. 
But if I play Hotel Cafe, it's more like singer-songwriter. No one wants to hear your banter in between, so you just mm. play your songs and go. So it just sort of depends. you got to um, pl- play to your crowd. Yeah, exactly. You just feel yeah, the audience. The Hotel Cafe is just going to have people that just go in there. Yeah, they just want to listen, they wanna to, listen to music. You. Right. They're not there to see me. They're there to, you know, and if they yeah. are, they just want to hear the music. The which 54 is, below, that's like, it's a night with Steve Kazee. Yeah. You, you know what you're getting. From what, too? I do. I'll always sing Falling Slowly. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise they'll lynch me on the way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a band not playing their hit. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> fucking do that. Or people Although it's been be long enough now that I feel like I can start weeding it out of the set. I mean, it's been five years, so I think I think now maybe I can start weeding it out. Otherwise, I'm just going to be that guy who, you know, 85 years old, they roll me out at the Tony Awards. and. <laughs> well, you gave me this shocking news that like uh, Once isn't even like a touring show anymore. No, no, the last like, tour. That's how just... quickly they stopped being a touring show. And wow. now it's just going to be community theater from here on in. In fact, I think the first... Regional, Until the revival. Right. I think the first regional production is happening in Colorado right now. So they're getting ready to. But yeah. So it goes just, regional, then... And then it'll be absolutely like... Absolutely anybody who pays for the rights can put it on. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be when you really want to go see it. It's like... <laughs> well, high schools. Yeah. High school, high school production it. of that once. That is the time to see it. I yeah. haven't done that in a while. Just going to a random high school production of a musical is is quite a treat. I'll yeah. invite or you, you can, to Or you can go down the rabbit hole of watching them on YouTube. There's tons of There's them on YouTube. There's great ones on YouTube, for it's, sure. It's pretty amazing. Spencer yeah. School does some good ones, though. Uh, some schools are great at it. Well, you don't want to go in L.A. You oh, want to go to, like, right. Reno. The Reno, like, whatever high schools in Reno and see their production of Guys and Dolls. Like, that's where you want to go. Oh, but also, up, the, the Guys and Dolls is, like, down, in its own down. way, is pretty... Um, clean like right you know like <laughs> you want to go to like birmingham and sometimes watch the production they do of ones so like uh, high schools are going to do book of mormon eventually they may cut censor oh. some of the language but they will yeah. do it <laughs> or avenue q yeah yeah well they're already doing that i'm sure no i'm sure they are come on that was a big plot point in a, a storyline in that hbo show big little lies was uh reese witherspoon's character is a rich lady with time on her hands so she produces uh, shows <laughs> shows at the theater, and they're trying to do Avenue Q in the city. <laughs> That's really funny. The city's having an uproar over it because, uh, and there's a there's a fantasy a sequence where she's like kind of dozing off and uh, and she's uh, dreaming like or kind of like a nightmare that she wakes up from, and it's her falling off a cliff with uh, a couple of Avenue Q puppets. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> She's got a lot of problems in her personal life, and uh, anyway, I, I yeah, I guess you guys didn't see Big Little Eyes, but it's I thought Reese Witherspoon or the I character was really has good. Problems, the in character, yeah, yeah. Reese is doing great. She's doing good, good. Yeah, she, they all got nominated for Emmys for it. Laura Dern. And, I have uh, not seen it, but Nicole I heard Kidman. it was great. Yeah, it's really good, and it's really self-contained. Like it's just six episodes, and it's just. Tells the whole story. And, only one and I was going to say, now yeah, they're talking about maybe doing another season just because it was bad popular. idea though. It's just been one of those weird ones where, like, the guy with Fargo's pulling it off, like, that each season's a new yeah. story, but the idea of, like, any of the characters from Fargo, like, doing another season, you know, doesn't doesn't feel like that would work, and that's sort of what this would be. It's just, although, when you see it, maybe you'll agree with me. I think there's kind of a little bit of an opening at the ending that they could exploit for a, a, a sequel, but... Or another season, but the guy who uh, directed it, he doesn't. He he's saying he doesn't want to do it. Mm. He thinks it's fine like it is. Anyway, we've been yapping for way too long. We chit chatted a Yammering. lot. Yeah, this is a long one, but thank you so much to Steve Kazee. Thank you for having me. Our guest, our unemployed guest. <laughs> so unemployed. How so much unemployed. would you charge to go to someone's home? 
and do uh, what you just described? Uh, it depends. I mean, I'm not going to like rake somebody over the coals, but you know. Right. How about three bottles of rosé? Yeah, right. For you? Absolutely. Right. I'll do a living so room concert hit him up for that. For Twitter. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah. We have I a benefit. Know. I'd feel bad. I did a, a benefit. My living room. Well, I did I did a living room concert in the Hamptons, which was a surreal experience oh. because you're just the hired help there. Yeah. But it was a you know they kept you in this like closeted room, but it was like, you know, with million dollar artwork all over the wall. <laughs> and then uh Dr. Oz was there and he literally <laughs> he literally like of course fell, he was he fell asleep and fell off of uh, this little like uh, comfy little cushion thing he was sitting on right in the middle of my set and I'm in a living room so like I can see everything happening uh, but yeah I made a good chunk of change off of that so oh, yeah. I'm willing to do that I'll for pay anybody. You some cash in the Hamptons. Sure. I mean, I live in Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> Glendale money is not going to be Hamptons money. <laughs> no, but point. but I'm in Silver Lake, so it's close. Oh, that so is close. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I don't work west of the 405. Well, it's <laughs> a proximity Rose discount. and a hookah pipe. <laughs> Rosé and some wrestling conversation, and you're good. So, what would you like to say? What? How, how can people find you? Uh, there's the website. Holus bolus. Well, the website the website is called blacksheepfinds.com, okay. the winery website. Um, but just if on Twitter or in- Instagram, really, I'm on more than Twitter. AC loves wine. AC loves yeah. wine. Thank you so much. I would love so for everybody much. to come to the winery. It'd be fun to have. I you. would oh, love I will, to. Yeah, I'll go to Lompoc. Are you kidding me? I would totally go there. What what kind of drive is it from here? Um, it's about two and a half hours without traffic, but there's always traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You got to go past Santa Barbara and then you know, pull up, up the yeah. reins before you get to San Luis Obispo. What about the movie Sideways? Do you like that movie? I do. I because it's do like really that movie. all about those guys running around in that region. Yeah, and it crushed uh, Merlot. You know, it just ruined Merlot. <laughs> it's a great. Right. It really did. Did it, it did. not? Has it anything? Did. I've never yeah, seen more so Pinot Noir. About, he's yeah. so mad I'm about Merlot the whole time. I'm drinking Merlot, <laughs> and no one wanted to drink Merlot. Ever but again, everybody was like, "Oh, can I get some business. Pinot Noir?" That's yeah. awesome. It was, real, it was a real problem. That's it was great. A real problem, but everybody could sell loads of Pinot Noir. But yeah. Merlot just crickets. How bad is Merlot? I love that. Merlot's fine. It's, it's good, an easy right? drinking wine that people. It doesn't. It's not very tannic. It's not very acidic. Yeah. It's very easy drinking. It's like remedial wine. It's sort of. Which is <laughs> it's, it's okay where saying in the world that. that it's from. Bordeaux is made from Merlot. A lot right. of it is, so people like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Just maybe uh, yeah, um, we'll do. Some, we make a little. We'll, maybe you guys come out to the winery. We'll taste them. All right, good, great. Well. Okay, so for uh, Aristotle, thank you for recording the show today, and Karen. Hi. <laughs> no, this is the end of the show now. <laughs> Should I do the clean version or the dirty version? Dirty. Whatever you feel. All right. Bon appetit, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Snow peas, brie cheese, our plates are clean. We dined with Doug and Karen. I like Donnie with Doug and Mommy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.